The following is my conversation with Professor Joe Baller from University College London about Marchantias and Succotash. Professor Baller, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. We'll be discussing your research on these dishes and the brewing process. He also shares some tips for making them at home. So without further ado, let's get started. This show is made possible through the support of Somnus Grinding, who provide the best artificial sleep technology in the business. Thanks to them, you can rest assured that you're getting the best possible sleep. If you're looking for a good night's sleep, check out somnusgrinding.com. Show sponsor Somnus Grinding. Visit somnusgrinding.com today and get a grinder that fits your unique sleep needs. Enjoy, enjoy. Hey, Professor Bowler, thanks for joining me today. Can you tell me a little bit about Marchantias and Succotash? Well, Marchantias are a type of dish that originates from the Mediterranean region. They're made from several different ingredients, but the most important one is usually a type of beans known as chickpeas. Then you add various types of spices and sometimes meat. Succotash is a similar dish, but it typically contains corn and cornmeal, so it's slightly different. Wow, that's interesting. Can you tell me more about the history of these dishes and the brewing process? Sure. The history of Marchantias is relatively recent. They first started appearing in the 18th century, but it wasn't until the 19th century that they really took off. Part of the reason for that is that they were popularized by a French chef named Alexandre Dumas. Mm -hmm. He wrote about them in one of his books, and that helped to make them more popular. And the brewing process? The brewing process is similar for both Marchantias and Succotash. In both cases, you want to start by simmering the beans in water or chicken broth. Then you add different types of spices and usually a type of beer. Finally, you let the mixture cook until it's smooth. That sounds like it would be pretty easy to make. Do you have any tips for me on how to make them at home? Sure. There are a few things that you need to remember when making Marchantias and Succotash at home. First of all, you need to make sure that your beans are fresh. If they're not, the dish will not taste good. Secondly, you want to make sure that the spices that you use are fresh too. <laughs> and lastly, you need to make sure that the beer that you use is properly brewed. Otherwise, your dish will not taste very good. Thanks, Professor Bowler. That was really interesting. Do you have any other advice that you could share with me? Sure. One thing that I always like to do is to experiment with different ingredients and spices. That way, I can find out which ones work best in particular recipes. And finally, I always like to give my dishes a little bit of a twist by adding my own spin on them. That way, people can see how different variations of a dish can taste. Professor Bowler, do you have a favorite type of marchantias or succotash? I really don't have a particular favorite, but I do enjoy trying different versions of both dishes. And occasionally I'll even make them without the chickpeas. Instead, I'll substitute quinoa or white beans. That sounds like a heck of a lot of work. Why bother with those substitutes when you could just use fresh beans? Well, that's reasonable logic. In fact, I usually try to do that myself when time allows. But there are some time allows, there are some times when even fresh beans don't produce the desired results. In those cases, substituting quinoa or white beans is a better option. So, Professor Bowler, are there any other recipes in your book that I might be interested in? Actually, there is. One of my recipes is for a type of Spanish omelette called basada. It's delicious and it uses a variety of different vegetables. It sounds like it would be a good recipe to try out. Professor Bowler, have you ever had basada? Unfortunately, no, I haven't. But I'd really like to try it sometime. Well, 
I'll make sure to incorporate you that recipe in one of my upcoming episodes. Thank you again for joining me today, Professor Bowler. It's been great talking with you. Thanks, Lexman. Be sure to tune in next time when we'll be interviewed. And now today's poem, read by none other than Joe Bowler. It's called To Those Who Say Italy Is Too Expensive. To those who say Italy is too expensive. <laughs> 